Key point number two, the foundation must be aligned with God's word. Let's look back at our parable, verse, uh, verse 47, chapter Luke 6, 47. Whoever comes to me, that's first step, right? That's what we were just talking about. That's action step one. And hears my sayings and does them. That's action step number two. I will show you whom he is like. So action step number one, whoever comes to me, we have to begin with coming to him and you know, coming to Christ. Second, we have to hear what he's saying and do them. And then he'll show us what we're like. It's not enough to know about God's word. Our lives must be aligned with God's word through obedience. Now, this, is, this, is the, this is the person who is rooted when you're grounded, that's the architectural term, right? That is, you have, you're building on the foundation of Christ. But the person who is hearing Christ and doing what he said, that's the person who's rooted. The person who is rooted is rooted in the word of God. The choices that we make should be based upon God's word. The choices that we make should be based upon God's word. And really, the parable that we're reading, the one that we see here in Luke, it's more than just make good choices. I mean, that's, that's the surface reading of it, right? Hey, if you make a good choice, you know, then when storms come in life, you know, your things won't fall apart. Make sure that you make good choices and you know, if you make bad choices, you know, things will fall apart when the storms come. And that's a very surface reading. But what if there's more to it than that? Someone who is rooted in God's word. So the choices that we make, if they're to be made upon God's word, then making good choices should be founded from God's word. So research shows us this. If you, if you just type in how many, how many choices does the average adult make in a day? You know, what do you, what do you think that might be? Here's the result. I, I Googled. I, I typed it into Google. How many choices does the average adult make in one day? The answer was 35,000 choices. 35,000 decisions every single day. Now, I mean, you think about that. That is absolutely crazy. I mean, some choices, you know, are simple. Others are not. But here's what I want us to do. I want you to check out this scene. This is from the show The Big Bang Theory because Sheldon has a choice to make. Check this out. First, there was PlayStation, a.k.a. PS1. Then there's PS2, PS3, and now PS4. And that makes sense. You'd think after Xbox, there'd be Xbox 2. But no. Next came Xbox 360. Hmm? And now, after 360, comes Xbox One. Why one? Maybe that's how many seconds of thought they put into naming it. Can you get the butter, please? You know, however, with the Xbox One, I can control my entire entertainment system using voice commands. Up until now, I've had to use Leonard. Then get the other one. Pass the butter. Hang on. I don't feel like you're taking this dilemma seriously. Fine, Sheldon. You have my undivided attention. Okay, now, the PS4 is 
more angular and sleek looking. No way. You, it's true. But the larger size of the Xbox One may keep it from overheating. You wouldn't want your gaming system to overheat. No, see, well, you absolutely would not. And furthermore, the Xbox One now comes with a Kinect included. Included? Yes. Not sold separately. You, although the PS4 uses cool new GDDR5 RAM, while the Xbox One is still using the conventional DDR3 memory. Why would they still be using DDR3? Are they nuts? <laughs> See, that's what I thought. But then they go and throw in an ES RAM buffer. Oh, wait, wait a second. Who's they? The Xbox. You're kidding! No, I am not. And this ES RAM buffer should totally bridge the 100 gigabit per second bandwidth gap between the two RAM types. This is a nightmare. How will you ever make a decision? You see, I don't know. What should I do? Please pass the buyer! <laughs> I have to admit, when I watched that clip, uh, I wish that every conversation that I had with Cheryl was like that. I wish that, I wish every conversation that she was that excited about what I was talking about. Um, but here's the thing. We have thousands, thousands upon thousands of choices every single day. Now hear me on this because we have a choice, right? Get out of bed. Do I hit the snooze button or not? Do I eat breakfast? If I do eat breakfast, what do I eat? What clothes am I going to wear today? But every now and then, there comes this choice that it's either going to strengthen or weaken our foundation. The, 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 those choices are the ones that's going to either weaken or strengthen. So it's not the same as what shoes am I going to wear. It's not the same as what color shirt am I going to wear today. It's not the same as do we go to McDonald's or Taco Bell or what game system to purchase. It's not the same as those types of choices. When we make choices that are contrary to God's word, we are chipping away at the very foundation that we should be building our life upon. And piece by piece, every single choice can chip away at that. When we make choices that are aligned with God's word, then what we actually do then is we strengthen that foundation. And if we make enough poor choices, this is, this is so important, if we make enough poor choices that ignore God's word, our foundation eventually just crumbles underneath us. We may not even have to wait for a storm to come along because it's that weak. So let's consider some hypotheticals. Perhaps if you're, if you're watching online to the teenager, I might say something to you like this. I might, I might say, you know, you're going to a movie, right? And you told your parents that you're going to go see Mary Poppins Returns. And that's what you told your parents. I'm going to go see Mary Poppins Returns. But in reality, you go see, you know, scary guy with a chainsaw kills everybody returns. And that's what you went to see. So here's my question. Is that the worst sin you could commit? No. But it chips away at your foundation. It chips away at your foundation. Adult, here's my hypothetical Remember that unkind thing that you said about that certain person, someone else? Remember that person 
that you kept talking about behind their back at the office? Is that the worst sin that you could have ever committed? No. But it chips away at your foundation. Graduate. You remember that one thing, that one time that you did that you hope your parents never find out about? Well, was that the worst thing that you could have ever done? No. But it chipped away at your foundation. Christian, do you remember when you knew the right thing to do, but you ignored God's word and you did what you wanted to do anyway? Was it the worst possible sin that you could have done? No. But it chips away at your foundation. Here's the point. Do you think that the guy sitting on death row woke up one day and said, you know, it's Tuesday. I think I'm going to go out and commit mass murder. No, I don't. I think that chances are he made a series of choices and a lot of them that chipped away at his foundation that one day, one Tuesday, he woke up and what would normally seem crazy to you and me did not seem so crazy to him. And his foundation crumbled underneath him. Let's wrap up then with key point number three. The foundation will be tested by the storms of life. Let's pick back up verse 48 and 49. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. So let me ask you a question. When a storm comes along, do you want to seek shelter in a building where you can see the foundation exposed and it has chips all around the foundation, cracks in the foundation, and you're looking at it and you're going, that just looks shady. Is that where you want to seek shelter? Or would you rather seek shelter in a building with a foundation that looks just as strong as the day that it was built? You know, earlier I mentioned the quote from Jim Carrey where he wants everyone to experience that fame and fortune so that they can realize that it doesn't bring fulfillment in life. I agree with his conclusion, but I don't think that you have to pursue fame and fortune to figure that out. In fact, I think the greatest tragedy in Jim Carrey's actual statement is that he doesn't follow it up with, here's how you find fulfillment. It's just, uh, well, you can't find it here, so I want everybody to experience where they can't find it. How about a better solution? How about the better solution is here's where you do find it. Don't waste your time pursuing things that are fruitless. I wouldn't want you to do that. I wouldn't want you to waste your time in pursuit of those things. How about instead, I encourage you to be rooted and grounded, rooted in God's word, so that every choice that we make is rooted in God's word, grounded in such a way that Christ is the very foundation upon which we are built. That's where we're going to find a life and a life that brings fulfillment. 
the fulfillment that the Lord desires. One last thought, and then we'll pray together. It's not too late to develop a firm foundation in Christ.